Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we spark leaders in transition who are unclear, go from fear to fired up about their life and business. And if you wish to talk more in depth about coaching, heart and mind fitness, brainstorming for your business, podcasting, and or veteran resources, connect with me, Shay, today at the Calendly link in the show notes. And today, our special guest is the incredible and amazing Eric Nevins. Welcome to the show, Eric. Hey, thanks, Shay. It's exciting to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here because... My gosh, I'm trying to think when we met, was it podcast movement in 2019? Yes, in Orlando. Wow. And, uh, that was so much fun. That was really, that was probably the first time that my mind was open to just how big podcasting was as an industry. Same, right? And it was awesome. I loved it. And it's so, yes, I was right there with you. I had just newly started and then it was taking a break to figure out what was next for my podcast. And I was like, I had no idea, had no idea there was all these facets to podcasting. Yeah, there's so many cool people. And even what I loved about it, because obviously so I'm, I'm in the Christian category, but there were so many people in all the other categories. And I would have these amazing conversations. One lady I was talking to and she was telling me about her, we'll just say open relationship, right? And so she's telling me all about that. And then she asked me, tell me about your podcast. And so I tell her what I do. Couldn't be more different, right? But right. we had this connection over podcasting and there's no no judgment or anything going back right. and forth. It was just, we're just here because we love the same thing. That was kind of cool. It was really neat. Well, and I think that's the, the, the biggest takeaway I had from that was podcasters are just the coolest people ever because they just want to help and support and build up each other as an industry. Because I, in my mind, I feel like we're still new. Because again, even though there's so many million, only there's only a small few of us that have kept going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's something, the last time I looked at the numbers, it was between four and 500,000 podcasts that are active. Right. Right. So there's not, and so there's a whole ton of them. They either have stopped, they've run their course, or they were just designed to be that way, or they never got past episode one. Right. And so it's not that it's a big group. It seems like everybody has a podcast. You're hearing that joke these days, yeah. but it's not true that like, we're not there. Right. I think what's happening is awareness is growing mm-hmm. of podcasting, which can only be good for us. Agreed. And I don't know about you and I haven't even told people who you are, but I'm going to ask this question anyway, <laughs> but I don't know about you, but I feel like people are like, wait, what's a podcast? Like, I don't even know what that is. Do you still get that question? Not as much anymore. Most mostly when I tell people that I have a podcast, they are excited and they're like, "Oh, tell me about that. I want to know." Good, uh, which I think is cool. Good, good, good. Yeah, I remember when I first started. I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast, and people are like, yeah. "I don't have a clue what that is. What are you talking about?" I know. So I don't know when you start, but I started in 2016, and it was still like that. Like I had guests on my show who did not know that I was going to publish this on the internet, <laughs> which. <laughs> In retrospect, maybe it's ethically dubious, but they, they had great stories and I was like, I want to share them. And so I told them what it was Yeah. and they just couldn't get their mind around it because they just didn't have that idea yet. But sure. uh, so I, I would have to educate them and, you know, eventually they got it and they figured it out and they're like, oh, you're sharing that. Okay, great. 
<laughs> oh, the joys of podcasting. So yeah. speaking of the joys of podcasting and all the amazing things that you do, before we continue, let me just say, for those of you who don't know, that Eric, after years of working in the financial industry, he launched his own podcast called Halfway There, which I had the honor of being a guest. Yes. And he did it to tell the story about the spiritual journey. He quickly found a community in podcasting and is known and started his group that to bring Christian podcasters together. And I am also a part of that group. And I'm, again, so honored to be a part of that. And since then, he has worked with podcasters to launch and improve their podcast most recently with Christian Podcast Association. And you can find out more about him on ericnevins.com. So Eric, as you know, how we are as podcasters, we can talk about anything and everything <laughs> for any amount of given time. So I feel like we just literally dived in, but I always like to start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Man. Okay. So when I think about this kind of investing in people is sort of my, one of my favorite things. Yeah. So I grew up asking myself the question, how do we change? How do we grow in Christ? So grew up as a Christian kid, little tiny church, never, nothing ever seemed to change. I'd read the new Testament and be like, okay, these people seem to like have some change in their life. How come I don't see that for us? And that question took me on a journey about kind of pursuing discipleship uh, to, mm. to Jesus. And so I like to say, I went to college to learn how to study the Bible because the only two things we tell each other is read the Bible and pray. And then I went to seminary to learn how to pray. Right. So that, that was really me pursuing, like, how do we change? How do we do that? So when I think about the power of investing in people, I want to invest in people, certainly in their discipleship, but then the way that works out today for me is certainly through halfway there, but then also with Christian Podcasters Association, I invest in podcasters because I believe that starting your own podcast is as much about your own personal growth as it is your audience growth. It's a huge, mm -hmm. I know I grew a lot. I'm sure you have too. Yes. Just by getting in front of a mic, I couldn't have done this six, seven years ago. It would have been so hard. I've grown a lot and I've learned to talk to people and um, do all that. So I believe in that power and I think that as you find yourself in that, you actually become more effective for the kingdom of God and spreading the message uh, as well. So that's, that's how I think about it. Oh, well, beautiful. <laughs> I love that's how you think about it. It's such a beautiful story. And, and what's, what I love about it is that you have taken your own experiences of learning how to pray, which I think is awesome and learning how to read the Bible but then you're like, now you're pouring, it's just overflowing, right? It's just an overflow naturally onto your Christian association, podcast association, which in itself probably may, I don't know if that was your target when you started your podcast, but it probably just grew because I know what happens is people start asking you, well, how do you do that? And what do I do? Mm -hmm. And what does this happen? And so I love that just naturally was the progression for you. Yeah, it absolutely. So I started CPA, we call it CPA, even though we're not accountants, but we call it that. And so I started it though, kind of on a whim, to be honest, because mm -hmm. there was, I was in the yep. podcast movement group yep. and somebody was looking for Christian podcasters and somebody else said, Hey, there should be a group for Christian podcasters. I raised my hand and, and said, I'll said, do there that. There you go. Yep. <laughs> and that's, that. I think how we met because you started that. And I said, you yeah. know what? I want to attend that little meetup at podcast movement. Yep, exactly. So we've been just kind of growing steadily. I think we're at Last I checked about 2,800 people and maybe not all of them are still podcasting or I have no idea, but it is really cool to, to think that we've had that kind of effect on hopefully Christian podcasting. 
Mm. I'm just going to go a little bit further and say we've had that effect on the kingdom. Yeah. So yeah. I talk about all the time, the ripple effect. Yes. Right. With, with our podcasters, because when you start a show about whatever your expertise is, the thing you're interested in, we have everything uh, from people who have quilting shows to people who have kids ministry shows, to people mm. who have apologetic shows, like all those things, wherever your expertise is in, and you're talking about it, that creates this huge ripple in the world as you teach, you help somebody maybe come to that aha moment because of your podcast. And then they go and do something and they go and try to become more of who God made them to be. That's amazing. I love that. Yes. And, <laughs> and I love that you said earlier about how podcasting is a personal development journey, as well as listening to your, our guest. I think we get the, the, glory of sitting at the front seat of listening to this person's story. And maybe sometimes they've shared it for the first time Yep. and we might get their emotion. We might get tears. We might get our own tears of, of realizing, but there's so much growth. Well, I love that you mentioned the growth because there, I believe there is so much growth in just being able to do this as whether it's a hobby or a career. So if someone is out there listening, cause I know that there's many out there who are like, well, you guys talked about podcasting and what's so the, what's the big deal about podcasting and why would I want to be in, involved in something like that? What would you do? Well, I'd probably start with the personal growth that you will grow more from podcasting than probably just about anything else. So I'll give you an example from my life. I didn't like to network when I worked in a bank. <laughs> <laughs> when I started my show, I call it bank jail because I would go to the six by six cell every day uh, voluntarily and sit in it. And that I didn't care about networking there. Like I didn't want to know people, but as I started my podcast and I started to go, well, I need guests. I need to find out how do I do this thing or how do I connect with that person? It was huge. And so you'll learn how to do some of those things. There's a lot of skills around that. Some mm -hmm. of it's audio editing. Some of it is how to do an interview, right? How to ask a great question or how to listen for the answers and listen behind the answers, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's the most important yes. thing you can do. Yes. Uh, you're a coach. So you know how that goes. Like you've got to, sometimes you have yeah. to listen to the thing they're not saying. Mm -hmm. And as you develop that skill, that becomes really, not only it could be lucrative, but it could also just be like a really great skill in your life as you're talking to other people. I completely agree. There is listening is, is an underutilized skill that we don't talk much about. And in podcasting, that's like our number one thing is listening. And there yeah. are those that, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I've been toying around with it. I'll tell you, I have changed so much. In fact, I've done series of my vent hashtag vintage series, I call it. And then coming out with the new, uh, where are they now? Because I've changed so much. I mean, I went from recording in my closet on my cell phone <laughs> to, yeah. to now it's like a mini studio and microphones and, and, and all the things. And I have a producer that edit does all the editing for me. So I sound better, but it's funny. Cause I listened to those back and I was literally like just question after question after question. And they were really great but I didn't put any of me into it. Mm -hmm. And then once I started to share me and my stories, it just became this beautiful conversation. And I haven't you found that's literally what we get to do all day or every day when we have an interview is just have this beautiful conversation of give and take and like, yes, let's talk about that. Absolutely. And so my show is about the Christian spiritual journey and kind of the distinct phases that goes through. And so we talk about those. 
I don't say it explicitly in most episodes, but I, I try to ask questions that lead us along your journey about and where you are in those moments. And I think it's a beautiful thing to see. Like every mm-hmm. time I, I sometimes I started calling, I interview on Wednesdays. And so I started calling Wednesdays kind of a holy day for me, right? Like uh-huh. it's a day where I get to hear what God is doing in the world and in somebody's life. And then I get to share that at some point in the future. And it just, it's, I can't imagine doing anything better. You know, it's amazing. Okay. You made me tear up (laughs) (laughs) because you're right. It is so beautiful. The last, in fact, the last interview I just had, I interview on Mondays. And so the last interview I just had, I was talking, he was telling me this story and it's like every single time the story, every single person that I've interviewed, it goes back to the theme of a couple of things of our adult or our um, childhood experiences shape our adult decisions. Mm-hmm. And at some point, although when the student is ready, the teacher appears and now we are the teacher and the student appears. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's this big cycle. And then the question I think I ask myself a lot is how am I growing in order to become a, a better teacher, a better discipler? You could say that, use that word, but that's, that's why I do it. Right. Oh, I love that you call it a discipleship because that's literally what you're doing. Yeah. 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 I think that's what it's all about. I love it. So take us back to you're in the bank jail and, uh, <laughs> or is that what you called it? The bank jail? That's what I called it. The yeah. It felt jail. like that. Let me tell you. <laughs> you're in the bank jail and you're like, huh, what if I did something completely out of my comfort zone and I networked with people <laughs> and I set up a video and set up a microphone and asked people really great questions about their spiritual walk with the Lord? What if I asked, what if I did that? What would that look like? Or was it more like, hey, Eric, you listen really well. You should probably start a podcast. <laughs> well, nobody was begging for a podcast <laughs> from Eric Nevins, but I spent so much time in my cubicle listening to podcasts. So I round about, I can't remember when it was 2013, 2014. I changed jobs because I, it's a long story. I won't tell you the whole thing. I got yelled at on my birthday by my manager because I told somebody else to follow the procedure. I know. So I was just like, not cool, man. But so, but I was telling the person who called me for help. I was like, follow the procedure. This is your job. My job is to tell you to do anyway. So I was like, forget it. I've got to get out of here. And I got a job instead of answering phones, working, I actually had to work all day, right? And do <laughs> click on things. And that. so instead of reading blogs in between waiting for a phone call, I switched to podcasts. Mm. And so I started listening to shows and I was listening to people like Cliff Ravenscraft yeah. and Pat Flynn mm. and Amy Porterfield and Michael Hyatt and all those guys, right? So they're all yeah. kind of, they're all kind of buddies anyway, but that, but then there's just all this whole plethora of people. And I started to ask the question, if I did that, what would I do? Right? Mm. What could I do? Now I'd gone to seminary. I came out. The reason we're in Denver is because I came out to go to Denver seminary and I expected to be a pastor, but then the great recession happened right as I was graduating. Good timing. (laughs) And I was like, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to stay here, but I didn't like it. And I wasn't thriving and I wasn't really like financial stuff is not my thing. I tried to study for the series seven, which is the stockbroker's license that you Mm -hmm. get. They try to trick you. I don't know if you like, they try to like outright trick you on the exam 
with all these things in just the most confusing way possible. Sure. And I, and I thought to myself, if that's how this industry is, if that's what you got to do right. to keep people honest, right. I don't think I need to be in it. And it's not really my thing anyway. So I started asking the question, like, what am I going to do? What, mm. what should I do? Okay. If I started a podcast, I could still contribute to the spiritual formation question. Yeah. What would that be like? Yes. Okay. So then that set me on this road of trying to discover what would it be like? There's a book called the critical journey um, that I found, that I had read in seminary, but I, I picked up again and they kind of describe the stages of the spiritual journey. They're very careful to tell you that they're not linear necessarily. They're just, these are what, how you identify them. This is where they are. And I started thinking what would happen if I did that instead to show that describe that instead of a show trying to tell people what the spiritual journey is like. Mm-hmm. But if I got people to tell me about their journeys, I had spent, I had figured out that I was not a very good at telling people what to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't a great preacher when I was in school. Like that mm-hmm. was not probably going to be my gift. I can do it, but I don't even like it. And then even teaching and all those things, I just, not my favorite thing. But when I uh, could get people to tell me stories. I was having all these conversations, like many podcasters, I found myself at the coffee shop a lot. Right. And I was having a great time yeah. at the coffee shop and I was enjoying those conversations. And so I started thinking, yeah, maybe podcasting is it. So that's how I came up with the idea of going through these, kind of, the whole journey. And I like to say that I'm, the whole thing is longer, deeper, and wider mm. than we've actually been told. When I was a kid, it was, my life was terrible. Then I met Jesus and now my life is great. Yeah which is fine, except for all the other things that happen. Right. <laughs> Nothing like the movies where the clap happens, you go to commercial and you come back and boom, your life is totally different. It doesn't right. happen I'm, like that. I'm good. Except, yeah, that doesn't work like that. And you have to grow and you have to experience things. You have to screw up sometimes. There's We talk about the dark night of the soul all the time, which is a term that John of the Cross came up with, but is very apropos and people, everybody goes through it. And so I wanted to demonstrate, hey, if you go through that, it's okay. You're going to come out on the other side. Just trust God through it. That's what I wanted to do. Well, I love that you mentioned that, which is a great segue into my next question of what is your dark night of the soul? Yeah, mine is. So I think I've had a couple, but the first one was before I went to seminary was a season. So maybe I was 25, 25 to 28, somewhere in there. And we, I look at it now and I go, well, of course, of course, that was a difficult time, right? In that season, I had gone to college, got my degree in biblical studies, started at seminary, the same seminary, uh, and it was really academic and a little, probably I was in over my head a little bit. I could do it. And now I would have no problem doing it. But back then I was like, I don't know. And then a few things happened. We were having our first baby. We'd been married about five years and finding that marriage was a little bit harder than we thought it would be, right? <laughs> we got married when we were 20. So what did we expect? Right, I don't know. Right. Not the right, not anything compared to what it really is. We were, so we're having our first baby. We had, my parents got divorced. And so that was a big deal. My wife's parents were intermittently homeless. So there was, they were wow. kind of bouncing around. Yeah. At one point on 9-11, they were staying at our house and I, I was, I had to step over them to like, look, turn the TV on to watch what was going on. And wow. so- they were around, which is, it was just financially tumultuous. My sister got married and divorced. And so there was a lot going on where I was just like, what is God doing? What is this about? So at that time I decided to take a break and I, it turned out to be three years, two kids and one dark night of the soul, I like to say. And we just kind of wrote it out. I tried to do other things. I considered going down to Nashville to 
get a degree in music business. Really glad I didn't do that because the music business really changed after that. Sure. Um, so, but I was looking to do kind of anything, like what else could I do? What, and God just wouldn't let it go. I couldn't let mm. seminary go as hard as I tried, as much as I tried to look for other things. I was doing call center work. I was trying to figure it out. And my cousin ended up at Denver seminary and he was telling me about the mentoring program and how that actually has really helped him to grow as a, as a disciple. And I was like, oh, I think I need to do that. And so mm. that's how we ended up coming out to Denver. Mm, I love that. And you grew up in, if I may share in the Midwest. So mm -hmm. in the middle of Iowa. So it's funny when you're like, as we were talking off um, camera before we were talking about how most people, when you're in the Midwest, they don't leave. So you're like, oh my God, I'm going to go to Denver. That's like so crazy. What was the word you use? Oh, exotic. Because of mountains. <laughs> right. Because when you're in the plains of the Midwest, there's nothing there. And now I'm living in Florida and it's like, oh my God, I'm 20 minutes from the ocean. Like, how is that even possible? Same thing, right? And they've got little geckos, little lizards running all over the place <laughs> instead of squirrels. And you're like, what? What is that? Yeah. Well, they have squirrels too. But yes, okay. definitely. It's crazy. So different, such a different world. In fact, I was just uh, talking with someone recently and they said, yeah, I've had like three phases of life. And I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, I have two. You have your first stage of life when you're, you know, growing up and then you move on to whatever's next. And then I had a career and then I moved on uh, to, to this now. And so I'm in my third stage of life and it's like, oh, now I get to create it. And for me, I'm also co-creating it. I feel like God and I are mm -hmm. co-creating it together. So I want to share something about what you, what we talked about earlier with starting a podcast. So if my listeners are listening and you have ever gone to the grocery store before COVID, I don't say this, <laughs> ever gone to the grocery store and you said, hi, how are you? Or, Hey, where's the eggs? And that person that you're talking to tells you your life story. That is a sign that you should be a podcaster. <laughs> Right. because that yes. used to happen to me all still happens to me all the time. And it's amazing that skill has just now naturally overflowed, but I used to think it was such a hindrance and now I see it, how it's such a blessing. Mm. I love that. That is so right. That is so spot on. And yeah, man. So now you're making me think about that. Cause I, that did happen to me all the time. I had like a feeling Yeah, people would share their stories and I would start to listen. And I think I learned, I tell people before I get on a phone call, I spent 10 years in the call center. So I learned how to type and listen at the same time, but, or to make those kind of, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. go. Okay. Go ahead. Those kind of <laughs> things. And it just seems to work, but yeah, people, that probably means you're a safe person to share that story with. Mm. Right. Agreed. Yes. And, and so that's a really good thing. And we need more of that, even no matter what your expertise is. Here's the other thing that no, I don't think anybody talks about is it's kind of like getting a free education, mm. right? I mean, yes. <laughs> imagine, yes. I, I've heard Donald Miller talk about that before. It's like half tempted to start a marketing podcast just to get the free education about marketing, right? Right. Yes. Very true. But People come and share stuff with you and they'll give you all their secrets and they'll tell you everything. And it's, it's a good way to learn. Mm -hmm. and, and I spent like the second half of my life, I was a hairstylist for 28 years. So of course people would oh, sit in my chair going. and then they like a bartender, they tell me everything. That's that sort of like, you just have to be quiet and less, and they'll keep talking because they just keep, they can't stand the silence. 
Well, and when I'm running the blow dryer, I learn how to smile and nod. And, and <laughs> even though I can't hear them, I'm just smiling and nodding. So the whole, mm-hmm, 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 yep, I do that. I got used to doing that too. But you're right. We've become a safe space. And it's interesting to me to see how many people, even in corporate America, aren't even talking about providing a safe space for their employees. So you've created this amazing um, community now with the CPA. And so is that some of the things that people get to learn if they say, hey, you know what, I want to start a podcast. And if I go to Eric's group and, and join, will I be able to learn how to be a safe space? Will I be able to learn how to do interviews? Yeah. So we do that in our gold membership. Mm-hmm. So that's where we get people together. And every Tuesday we get together. We do, so we do group coaching. So we'll have, we call it spotlight night. So somebody gets in the spotlight and we just workshop their issue, concern, mindset, whatever it is. So they're trying to figure out downloads or whatever it is. We do that. And then we also do bring in speakers. So to, to every other Tuesday. And so somebody comes in, shares about whatever it is, marketing or mindset or the mechanics of doing a podcast. We have a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So that group is where we primarily do those things. But I also have created a course to, for how to learn podcasting, how to get started. And what I'm really proud of about that is all the little things that it took me years to learn, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, how do I do show notes well? And how do I set those up so that Google likes them and right. they serve me later, right? Yes. So there's so I, I do things like I pull quotes from every single episode because those are easily tweetable, right? They're easy mm-hmm. to put on a quote card. They're easy to uh, produce social media later, even if it's not during the week that I actually publish it. I've planned ahead. So hopefully that turns into something at some some other point. So there's so I teach things like that that make it actually really sustainable mm-hmm. to have your podcast, to keep it going, to help it kind of eventually just roll on its own. So yeah, we, we do those things. That's kind of kind of what we do in the main Facebook group. That's totally free. People can get in there and ask their questions, ask for guest connections, all the things. Which is, again, goes back to networking. Yep. And it's amazing to me to see how many people are afraid to network or afraid to ask. And it's like, I love that you have the ask a guest or be a guest, promote yourself. So it's just so beneficial because I think there's people are like, well, I want to start a podcast, but I don't even know who to interview. I know. Right. Yeah. I don't, I would say, don't be afraid to ask people. When I first started, I just started with, so I had, I did 13 episodes to begin with Uh because I knew at the time the stat was like seven episodes. You remember hearing that one? If you, most podcasts don't get past seven episodes. That was the one. Okay. Now it's literally one because so many people went on anchor and started a podcast oh, sure. during COVID. And then they just never went back never to it because they were like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. So there's like 600,000 of those. But at the time it was seven. And so I was like, I'm going to get past seven. I'm going to record them. And I'm just going to make sure that I get there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just talked to people around my church, people who had shared their testimonies in church or who were like, if I'd say, yeah, I wonder who I should talk to. And somebody said, you got to talk to them. Right. And some of them were young and some of them were old. My first interview was a woman named Carolyn Schmidt, who is literally Jesus at my church. Right. Mm-hmm. When my youngest son sees her, 
he runs to her because mm. she, they just, and they give each other hugs and you're kind of like, after a while, you're like, they really love each other. Wow. That's kind of oh, amazing. So and so I interviewed her and then other people, it's funny. You start saying that. And then all of a sudden other people start coming out of the woodwork, right? Yeah. You, they, everywhere I went, I would say, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Would you be interested in doing it? I met one time this guy who's an, he's an evangelist and an architect in Australia. Wow. I had met weird, the weirdest circumstance. Like, I don't know if you want to hear the story, but I'm going to tell it to you. Of course. Anyway. Tell me. <laughs> so I go, and this is, remember, I'm not like good at this. I'm just trying to do what I can right. do. I'm like, I just want to This is in sure your first seven. Yes. I do my part. Right. So I, so my friend was looking at a house to rent and he's like, let's go over there check it out. They, this guy said, okay, so go in, we, we look at it. And uh, he, the guy turns out as a Christian who was associated with Denver seminary as well. So we were talking or maybe I can't remember if he went there or whatever, gave me his card. I said, great. So I email him and say, Hey, let's connect. I'd love to do that. He says, meet me at the Starbucks in, in town and we'll talk about it. So I'm thinking I'm going there to meet him. Mm -hmm. Right. I go there and I actually meet some other pastors and this evangelist from Australia uh, who has a book and he was kind of doing this little tour. And I just said, Hey, would you be interested in being on my show? He said, yeah, I am. Let's set it up. And so we did. And then a few days later, I'm like sitting with him in this house. I don't know. It's like, I don't know how it, it was so weird. I was like, what do I do in here? I don't even know what I'm doing. Right. With my little digital recorder sitting between us. And it's uh -huh. not great audio, but it's what I had. And we did it and it was great. And then I also interviewed, I think the guy where this guy was staying, his people somehow was connected to this other, this other pastor. And I interviewed him at the same place a few weeks later. So I got two guests out of this thing. The guy who I weren't originally wanted to talk to never interviewed him, never followed, he never followed up with me again. Don't even know where he is today. Who knows? But I had just because I asked, got yes. two interviews and some amazing stories. I mean, one of the, that interview, I just never forget it. This guy says to me, he was going through his hard time with his son was in the hospital mm. and got miraculously healed. And he, that made him go, you know what, God, I don't ever want to operate from, um, without knowing your, like, I want everything that you've got to offer me basically is what mm. he says to God. Like, I want yeah. everything. I don't want to be limited by my theology. I just want everything. It's my third interview. And I'm getting quotes like that. I went, yes, I'm doing this, right? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that bring, again, you're making me emotional <laughs> because it's joyful, right? Right. One, I can see the joy in you, but I can just see the joy that this guy is sharing and being able to like, again, it's the, you're spreading the word for the kingdom. You're just making it just such a better human place for us to all be. For me, I had, I'll share this story. I don't know why I'm going to share this story, but I feel like this is the perfect place to share this story. <laughs> so when I was little, I, we had the old tape recorders that you had to put a cassette tape in and push play and record at the same time mm -hmm. and then play back. And my grandma had a, a microphone with it. And that was pretty much my only toy at my grandma's house. And I spent a lot of time at my grandma's house. So my parents would listen to talk radio sometimes. So I was like, Oh, I'm the uh -huh. DJ. I'd be like, caller, you're on the air. And then I'd make up another voice and I'd be something else. Right. Right. And so I'm like, I don't know, five, six, seven years old, somewhere in there, 14, whatever. And so I would do this. And, and then it was like, oh, don't do that. You're wasting too much tape or you're whatever. I got told what not to do again. And yep. it was put in a box. And when I was thinking about what is this 
thing called a podcast and what am I going to do about it? And what does that look like? I really started to research it. I, I looked online, but I also looked in local classes. My local community college had a class on podcasting and I took that and it was it's funny because it's like, oh my God, it's so outdated. It was even outdated when they taught it, (laughs) (laughs) but that's okay. I enjoyed being in the class and being about listening about podcasting. And then I knew that I had this gift that people tell me all their secrets. So I had entrepreneurs that had an amazing business, but they had all these secrets that they don't talk about. They had all this like struggle and obstacles that they've hit that they don't talk about. So I'm like, why aren't we talking about those? And in the meantime, before all this, I had been to a, um, one of the shark tanks at an entrepreneur conference and I won't name names because I just won't. And Uh it was, uh, yeah, the call to action final was spend $40 with us and we'll take you to the next step. Buy my stuff. Yeah. Right. Buy my stuff. And here we are. And so saw that the whole shift in the room change and there's like 40 entrepreneurs, right? They all have this amazing idea, this amazing product, and they were hoping to get in front of investors. And so now everyone's like let down on the third day. They're like, I can't believe this is the scam that they tried to get us all the things. Right. And I'm just listening. And I was like, So what we really need is people to invest in. And that just kept resonating with me, like investing in the people, investing in the people. And then when I'm thinking, okay, so what am I going to call this podcast? And it was like, oh, it's going to be called the power of investing in people. I was like, there you go. Okay, God. And that to me was literally God thing. It was not anything that I planned. It was God just kept reiterating that to me, like investing in the people, investing in people. And it goes beyond dollars, right? In fact, I believe there's only one person who has ever said in the almost 200 episodes I've done, one person has said money. Yeah. That's it. And so it's like, for me, it's like you invested in yourself, you went to seminary, and now it naturally overflows into being this amazing, not just an amazing podcast host, but you supply and provide a safe space. We'll go back to that term again for other Christian podcasters. So we, I think we should talk about money a little bit though, because that's okay. really an interesting topic because yeah. I, and I, I wrestle with this. I don't know where you are as a business person, but there's, I think there's two, two maybe two sides to it. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but absolutely. Like I'm willing to talk to like anybody in my Facebook group who messages me and says, Hey, let's, can I get your opinion on something? I'll meet with them. Right. Because that's, that's just who I am. But there's a point where I go, Hey, look, if you want to go further, we need to do some formal coaching and that's the time. And they need to make an investment. And part of that is because I think they need to be, they need to know that they're serious. Right. And that they're going to, that they're going to go. So there, there is a place for money, but that's not usually where I start. I really, but also I've had to kind of wrestle with that money mindset because we come from the same place where it's kind of not money's not a cool thing, but it's also kind of necessary sometimes like it. And it is sometimes you have to invest in yourself. And that's what I'm learning to tell people. I don't want you to invest in me. I want you to invest in you. Yes. And I'm going to help you with that. Does that, is that true? Or is that like, how does that resonate with you? Absolutely. That's true. And, And that's what I found in my, well, not just my, my salon career, but also my, 
my, my coaching career, but it's funny you say that about the money. So as my, as I progressed as a stylist, my prices went up and people were like, well, why should I pay more when I could go to this other person? And I said, look at that other person. I, first of all, I know that I am not the only hairstylist in this world. (laughs) So I know that I am not the only coach in this world. I'm not the only consultant. Like I know that I'm not the only podcaster. I know that. And feel free to go somewhere else. I have no qualms about that. I get that God puts people in my life that are for me. Right. Right. So what you get with me is my experience. Right. And I've had years and years and years and spent thousands and thousands of dollars on my own skills so that it overflows onto my clients, whether that be a hair clients or whether it be my coaching clients or my consulting clients, whatever. And what you exactly just said is that absolutely, I have no problem with having a 30 minute consultation or a 30 minute conversation. And I will even tell people if we don't need to go any further, great. Take what I'm, mm-hmm. let me tell you where to go. Let me tell you what book to read. Let me give you a website. Let me tell you who to connect with. I may even connect you with them if I know them well enough. I'm not that person for you. And I'm okay with that because I right. know that someone else, you might even refer me to someone else. But I think in my, in the mindset component, I think a lot of people get scared of, well, I have to charge them. Or how are you going to make money? And it's like, okay, well, I don't know about y'all, but my God that I believe in, he's going to provide. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think that's sometimes easier said than done for me, but but I do agree with you. I, so I, I, I wrestled the money piece a little bit because I think there has to be some of that component, but also I think maybe we, we I think we both do a disservice on both ends. You know what I mean? We're, we think too much of it and we think too little of it. Sometimes. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And I also believe that it will show up in the ways that you would never believe or never imagine when you surrender. Yeah, that's and, true. And let go of the control of it and allow yep. it to come in where God is bringing it to you. Yeah, absolutely. I love this. Oh, Eric, obviously we could talk for days and days and days. We we met the one time in person and it was like, oh my God, we are instant uh, best friends. So I so appreciate you taking time to be here. And we just have a few questions, a few more questions before we wrap up, but you have such an amazing story. You have a beautiful family and now you're thinking about what's next for you. So what do you want to be remembered for? What do you would be your legacy? Mm. That's a good question. Well, I hope my family loves me, obviously, and like I, that I've brought some joy to them. But as far as the world at large, I would say I really do hope that halfway there is part of that legacy. Mm. I asked myself the question last year, I was five years podcasting, and I asked myself the question, how long am I going to do this? Mm. And the immediate response just from the, my back of my spirit, right, was 10 years. 10 years. Mm. So it's like, okay, well, halfway there is halfway there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which is okay, which is interesting. But part of the reason for that is that's about 500 episodes, right? Mm -hmm. And I want that show to stand, as long as I'm paying the bill, to stand as a testament to what God does in the world. Mm -hmm. My guess is in 500 episodes, I got 200 more to go, that you can probably find somebody 
who has had an experience like yours, whether it's tragic, whether it's life on a cloud, whatever, like whatever your experience is, certainly from the United States. I've also interviewed people from around the world and gotten their experience and their brand of Christianity is quite a bit different sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. But that is, it's always a sign that God is moving. He's working and the journey, wherever you happen to be in it, the tough parts, the rocky parts, the flat lands, whatever, he's still there and he's still moving us. And we're still going to have, we're going to come out okay on the other side. And so that's, if that message gets in the world, I'll be happy. I'm glad you asked that question because before I started my show, one of the things I was literally having panic attacks over was I'm not doing anything worthwhile, right? I'm not Mm. doing anything for the world, right? I'm not helping anyone. And even after the first, I remember scheduling the last episode of my first 13 and going, okay, even if this is all I do, at least I've put something good into the world. Mm. And so now hopefully it'll be 500 episodes and that will be something that I've offered. Well, wow. First of all, you are living your legacy because you are putting meaningful work into the world. And I have a, a question on that though. When you are questioning that, what am I doing to put meaning into the world? How old were you? If you had to, uh, if you had to guess. I was, I was right about 40. Yeah. So yeah. I'm finding that there's something between like 35 to 55 that people are like, what's next? They're thinking about that legacy. They're thinking about meaningful work. They're thinking about retirement. Maybe they're in that transition. And so I, I found myself. And that's why I was like, I got to get out of doing hair because I know there's so much more for me to do rather than I can in this space with the one-on-one. And so I love that you were already having that conversation with yourself because that's where I think it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Being willing to ask yourself, what is it that I want to do? Yeah. That's right. I think I was feeling like I had done all this study and then it came to nothing. Yeah, And I had tried to, cause I thought there was something, I thought God wanted me to be a pastor and at least that's a meaningful job theoretically. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's kind of how I was thinking about it. And then I ended up just bouncing people's checks for a living. And I was like, I don't like this. This at least a little scar in your soul when you know that you've ruined somebody's day and, and the first thing in the morning, but that, so that's why I was asking the question, right. Yeah. In that context. And yeah. then I was going, what else? what else can I do? And I yes. want to contribute to that spiritual formation conversation because I think it matters. I agree. And so for our listeners, I want you to be thinking about what else can you do? So, and that, that in itself will be Eric's legacy. Yeah. Just by well, what, you thinking that. What is God calling you to do? Right. Cause there's always something. And if we're just paying attention, allowing the doors to be opened, he'll open the doors when it's the right time and being ready to go through them. That's the place to be. I totally agree. Totally agree. So I'm curious if people want to connect with you, website, social media, your Facebook group, we have ericnevins.com. Where else can people connect with you? Yeah, that's probably the best place. Hit that contact button. Tell them, tell me that you heard me on Shay's show. So then I'll know and I'll be sure to respond. But if you're a podcaster or you want to be a, a, a Christian podcaster, Facebook, just search Christian Podcasters Association. There's several Christian podcasting groups. The one that says association is ours. That's the place to be. And there's got a lot of people who will help you. If you're interested in um, me helping you personally, 
do just do that contact button on ericnevins.com and I will, or you can message me on Facebook and I'll let you know. Awesome. And you are on Instagram, LinkedIn, all of those things as well. Yeah. I'm on all those places. It's, <laughs> I, you know, how it is. on all the things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I do. We're on all the things. Yeah. yeah. I'm even trying TikTok. I enjoy TikTok, but I, yeah? I haven't figured out, I haven't figured out my <laughs> method yet though. There's a, you, once you'll, you'll see it if you're watching the creator and all of a sudden they hit it, they hit like their thing. Like, uh-huh. you're like Oh, that's it. And then they'll do that exclusively, but I haven't got there yet. Gotcha. Well, it has been just an absolute joy to have you on. And thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been definitely inspiring. Thanks, Jay. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. And before you go, I always like to leave with this question of what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? Oh, man. That is a good question. I think right now I'm really trying to live in the enough. So finding myself in Christ, right? I I am enough. And I know that freaks out a lot of Christians sometimes, but the reality is Jesus loves you, right? And he, you didn't have to do anything to earn that love. You just simply had to be. And so I'm trying to, trying to live by that and accept that. I say, perfect, uh, completely accepted, perfectly loved. Right. That's, mm. that's it. Beautiful. And you are enough. And so are the listeners, you are enough as well. So thank you. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> and thank you for listening to the power of investing in people podcast. If you enjoyed this um, episode, cause I know you did, you probably even took some notes cause Eric is huge dropping the knowledge nuggets in here. And hopefully you weren't driving or maybe you had to pull over. Either way, if you could go over to Apple Podcasts and give us an honest review and share this with a friend who might be interested in starting a podcast. I mean, it might be something that they're like, oh, well, maybe I need to do that. Maybe I need to contact Eric. I need to know more what this world looks like. Feel free to reach out to um, me on all the social media and I can connect you with him or you can go to his website at ericnevins.com. And until next time, let's get fired up. This podcast is a proud partner of the Heroes Media Group, Lima Charlie Network, and Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. Sponsored by Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and business, and Quest Education. What if you could use the money inside your retirement account, penalty, and tax-free, and use that money to start your own dream business? Our friend Daniel Blue from Season 5, Episode 5 over at Quest Education is so kind to give you, our listeners, their How to Grow Your Money Tax-Free online course completely complimentary just for listening to today's show. We invite you to find out more about their generous opportunity at the link in the show notes. So just imagine the business you could start with your freed up money.